0: Hello, everyone. We are so excited to announce this year's Principles to Practice Summit on Montessori and Ecological Consciousness. Join us for this transformative summit, which brings together experts, scientists, activists, and educators to explore how Montessori education can nurture environmental stewardship in our students and cultivate a generation of sustainability leaders. Our lineup of speakers, including our keynote speaker, Robin Wall Kimmerer, will present practical strategies for seamlessly integrating Montessori principles with sustainable practices, empowering educators to foster environmentally aware and socially responsible learners. The summit will run June 17th through 19th, but tickets are available now. Head over to courses.trilliamontessori.org. For more information,
1: I'm Simi Abdullah, and I'd like to welcome you to Trillium Montessori Talks, the podcast where we dig into the theory and application of Montessori methodology in the classroom and beyond. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Letty Rising and other Trillium course creators. Our goal is to provide you with a weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can optimize the classroom experience for your students and yourself. Ready? Let's talk Montessori.
2: Hello everyone. My name is Letty Rising and welcome to another podcast episode of Montessori Talks where we are talking about interesting topics related to the elementary teacher and the elementary classroom and all things elementary. So today's podcast episode is going to be about history question charts. So those of you who have had Montessori training may or may not be very familiar with these charts because in some environments, they're used quite a bit. And in other environments, they're not used as much. So this is our opportunity to dust off those history question charts and really kind of dive into what they are, why they use them, how we can make them more appealing to the elementary child, and so on. So first of all, why don't you think for a moment and look into your mind and visualize your classroom and see if you have history question charts on your shelf in your elementary environment. If so, are they being taken out and used regularly by the students in your class or are they just sort of sitting there collecting dust? Do you maybe not even know where to begin with these charts or how to keep this valuable tool alive? Let's take a look at the history presentations that we can find in the elementary environment or in your albums, and how the history question charts can extend the presentations that we offer the children and result in deeper learning. So before we jump into that, I thought it would be good to roll back time a little bit. (laughs) We're talking about time and history. Roll back time and go back to the the thoughts about how do we present history in the Montessori elementary environment. So the teacher's presentation of history should be in the form of stories. Remember, stories don't only spark interest, but they also help students retain important information and concepts that are contained in the stories. You want to keep a balance in the classroom of storytelling using sort of broad, big-picture studies and storytelling that involves more of detailed, narrower studies, it will probably be true that the younger children will tend to focus on broader topics and older children on more detailed topics. So as the Montessori approach is experiential in nature, the presentation that the teacher gives should be prepared with visual aids And that means like charts or images or artifacts, or there's a wealth of interesting things that you can bring to the table when you are presenting a lesson, as well as some other kinds of hands on materials like books or pictures. Or as we said, as I mentioned earlier, you wanna make sure you have those artifacts and other kinds of hands on activities if possible. You may also want to invite a guest lecturer to your class who is an expert in their field, and they can come in and tell a story. Or you can also have students go visit the guest lecturer, maybe a docent in a museum, or maybe it's somebody who works at a university and who's a local historian. So whether or not you have a guest lecturer coming, or if you're the person presenting a lesson, telling a story, you want the children to leave wondering, Wondering a few things. First of all, you might want them to wonder how much more is there to find out that wasn't shared in the presentation. Remember, as Montessori teachers, we don't want to tell them everything. We want to tell them the big picture, key details, and then we want them to go out and discover the rest of it on their own. Another thing we want them to wonder is how can I find out what I want to know that the teacher didn't say? So this is something we want them to start thinking in their mind, like that there's more to this story. And how can I find out what I want to know? You also want them to be thinking about, is there more that I can find out than can be found in the books in the classroom? Can I find this information in the school library or the local library? These are things you want them to be considering and thinking about As you're telling stories or after you tell the story, you also want them to think about, is there a university library available to me? And a lot of communities have colleges and universities that are happy to share their knowledge with students and, you know, let them come in and dig into resources. This could be particularly interesting for upper elementary students, And you might want them to also ask, is there a local history museum or somewhere that I can go to visit to learn further information? And so this is sort of, you know, if you're having a robust going out experience, and we'll talk about going outs in another podcast where students are excited about something and they're planning a trip to go outside of the classroom to learn additional information that cannot be found within the walls of their classroom, um, or even further than, you know, maybe they have a local library they walk to. When I worked at a particular school, we had a local library just down the street, a five-minute walk, and that can be considered a going out, but maybe you want them to have a more extensive going out, and that could be a really exciting way for them to make history come alive. So now that we've done a little review of history in general, and the importance of telling history stories, and that history really is a story, let's talk about what are these things called history question charts. So the history question charts are a material that serves as a guideline for children's studies of various cultures and time periods, and their continuous use lends itself to lots of enriching experiences that can be a part of any Montessori environment. It's often the case, though, that they're relegated to the sidelines in favor of those flashier, blingier materials such as the timeline of humans or the fundamental needs of humans' charts. And if this is the case in your classroom, How about dusting off those charts and creating time and space for them in your environment? They are worth a second, a third, or even many more look. So why do we use these history question charts in the first place? The study of cultures, both past and present, provides fascinating areas of study for the elementary child. This interest ties into the psychological characteristics of the elementary child With their growing imagination and development of the intellect, as well as their tendency towards hero worship and interest in big work. How does the Montessori elementary teacher present the study of culture in the elementary class? One of the materials used is the history question charts. Dr. Montessori, in collaboration with a Dutch historian named Prins Werker, developed these as keys for the children. In the study of cultures, they saw the need for this material to be developed as a tool to help the children organize and classify information they learned about different groups of people. Remember we learned about in the psychological characteristics of elementary children that elementary children have a strong desire to organize and classify information in their minds, whereas younger children were classifying Objects externally, we have the elementary child who really wants to classify and order things in their minds. So the history question charts really help them organize the information that they've learned. They can be used for any time period, any society or nation, and as well any culture or civilization. The charts are the foundation for history presentations and stories given by the teacher. And they also act as a guide for the child's own exploration and research. They are a springboard for deeper work in history-related studies. So when and how do the children use them? The history question charts can be presented as soon after the great story of human beings as desired. After the presentation, you can encourage the children to explore further on their own using the history question charts as guides. The students may choose whatever questions interest them from whichever chart. They can use index cards and record the information for each question and lay them underneath each question on the chart. So you'll have a few different charts. Each of these charts have questions related to the topic that's on that particular chart and students can answer them and they can just use one at a time or they can fill out fill out a whole all every single chart and then they could really write an amazing report from that the exploration that children do related to those questions helps them to think about what might be interesting for further exploration and the information gathered by the children can be prepared individually or as group projects this makes for really exceptional group work, which we're always trying to facilitate and encourage in the elementary classroom. The making of timelines is an activity that visually helps the child present the results of their exploration. So a lot of children like to use the history question charts to answer the questions. And then they have their little index cards that they have put inside of the little squares of the charts. And then when they're finished filling those out, they pull their index cards together. And from that, they can create a timeline or a poster or a report. So there's lots of fun and different options that they can choose. For any required history curriculum, you might want some additional sets of answer cards that can be developed to accompany the questions on the charts. The children may use the answer cards to supplement the information that they find themselves. Therefore, you need not include on these answer cards readily available information from encyclopedias and standard reference books or materials. They may also use answer cards to help memorize facts and dates needed to meet the required curriculum. For example, if you work in a public school setting and you are working on some state standards, you might have some required curriculum. And so you could use the history question charts to support the standards that are required by your local government. You won't want to prepare additional sets of Answer cards for any other purpose because you want them to come up with their own answers to the questions. Answer cards, whether they are prepared or child created, can serve as note cards for reports, group projects, and the making of timelines, as I mentioned earlier. So, how do we encourage their repeated use? As with everything in the Montessori classroom and everything that you present to the students, you want to start with modeling. You will want to present the history question charts to the children and walk through an example of how to use one and then present it to them again on another day until they understand how they can use them independently during the work cycle. You will want to think of a culture that you're interested in learning more about. Show them how you find the information in an encyclopedia or online have your index cards handy, and write down notes as you think aloud. You're gonna be basically talking while you're writing so they can hear your thought process along the way. You will match your index cards onto the history question chart in the appropriate places and see that you've answered all of the questions. Maybe you'll even come up with a new question or two. Now you have an outline that can be the beginning stages of a report. With younger students, it might be enough to just have them start out with answering the questions on the chart and getting the hang of that process. Then you might want them to answer one of the questions in full sentences on a sheet of paper and create an accompanying illustration. For older students, they will probably want to create a lengthy, detailed report from the notes they took in response to the questions. And of course, you still want them to create their interesting and exciting illustrations and decorate their work as well. So history is a vibrant and exciting aspect of the Montessori Elementary environment. Elementary children are fascinated by different cultures and civilizations, and they love to learn how groups of people are similar and different to one another. The history question charts can easily be made with construction paper and lamination, and they can be hyped up as a pretty exciting material to engage with in the elementary environment. Most of you who've had your teacher training should have a template for these history question charts in your albums. If not, you can conduct an internet search to look for history question charts and the kind of questions that are asked, or you can even go ahead and come up with your own ideas. There are lots of different cool questions that you can ask, like, for example, maybe you'll have a a question, a history question chart that says, what were the human activities? And you'll have different questions that are on the chart, and they can put their index card with the answer below each of these questions. So let me give you some examples of a few different questions that you could, that you could definitely ask when you are um, creating these history question charts. Uh, an example of a question would be, did these people travel, explore, or migrate? And this is a really cool thing to know. I mean, did they wander or were they more sedentary? And were they nomadic or agricultural? You may want to also ask, what types of work and occupations did they have? What tools and techniques did they use? Another question could be, how did they meet their needs for clothing and shelter? Another question could be, how did they get their food? Did they have agriculture? What did they produce? Another question that elementary children love is, what was their concept of justice? How were their laws enforced? And another question that I can think of is, how did they possess money, goods, and property? Were these possessed individually or in common? And was there poverty? These are very interesting questions for the elementary child. And you can even leave a couple of blank spots for, you know, choose your own question that the students can come up with, or you could come up with and, you know, just sort of leave a couple of blank spots at the end of the chart for anything else that comes up. So these are really an exciting activity and they enjoy it and they can use these charts over and over again when they're looking at all different kinds of cultures and civilizations throughout the world and throughout time. If this material isn't in constant use by at least a few of your students, you might want to think about representing these useful charts which will not only help elevate your students' knowledge of history and civilizations but also will serve as a framework for writing detailed outlines and reports. So as I said earlier, don't be afraid to dust off those charts or even create some if you don't have them in your classroom in the first place and get ready to capture the child's attention with these interesting, inviting materials. And that concludes our podcast session for this time. And I look forward to having you join me in the future.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Trillium Montessori Talks. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love the practical and actionable classroom management advice in the Montessori Principles to Practice webinar libraries. Head to trilliummontessori.org forward slash podcast for details and to learn about all the ways we can help you optimize your Montessori work we'll be back soon with more Montessori inspiration. In the meantime, please help other Montessori guides find this podcast by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Thank you for being a part
0: of the Trillium community.